Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, so let's talk about the goat in the room, or in this case, you heard it straight from his mouth, Tom Brady on the Let's Go podcast with Jim Gray Monday night said he is undecided about whether to continue playing football. So, um, here we are, kind of right back where we started from, I suppose, even though certainly ESPN and uh, CBS is not backing off on, on their, at this point, I guess you would call it report, prediction, whatever that Tom Brady's done playing in the NFL. Um, Brady was in Europe, by the way, when the reports came down on Saturday, and he said it kind of messed up a good vacation. His phone started blowing up. He didn't blame the media, though. He said he kind of said he understands, you know, we live in an information age and all that. And so and he knows that at this stage of his career, obviously there's going to be a ton of interest, you know, nowhere else more so than here. But he reiterated kind of what he said, you know, a week ago on the podcast uh, after the game, uh, his final game, a couple weeks on Sunday, uh, following their loss to the Rams. And that is he's kind of week to week, and he's going to take some time. He says, you know, you, you got to really evaluate how you feel, and I think when the time is right, I'll be ready to make a decision one way or the other, kind of just like I said last week. And he said, I'll know when the time is right. I've been blessed to have played as long as I have, and things have gone on in the later parts of my career, whether that was five years ago or even this year, I know there's interest, a lot of interest in, in when I'm going to stop playing. And he goes, it's not that I don't recognize that. It's just that when I know, I know, and I don't know. And I'm not going to, and I like this quote, I'm not going to race to some conclusion on that. So what do you make of this, Steve Verstick? I mean, I, I, I tend to think that Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington, and, and for that matter, Jason Lankenfora, know or have really, really good sources. They have not backed off. They continue to show Brady's greatest highlights and his Super Bowls and man in the arena and all of that. And yet, Tom's just not ready to to confirm it, I suppose. I, I'm, I'm torn on, on, on what may actually be going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's, let's take a couple scenarios, right? One, he didn't expect the season to be over already. You had a home game last week, playoff game, mm-hmm. probably fairly confident going in that you're going to win that game. You're playing a good opponent, of course, but, you know, Tom Brady's, you know, wins playoff games. That's what he does. So, you know, you, you were out of the playoffs earlier than you thought. You now go take a vacation, and you're trying to process everything. And maybe he truly – I mean, we know where his family stands. But we also know his love of football. So maybe he truly is torn. Or maybe it's just figuring it out with his family whether this is the time to step away. You know, we, we know what Giselle thinks. We don't know what his kids think. 
I mean, I'm sure they'd love to have him home more, but they probably enjoy watching him play football as well and winning and playing it at the highest level, which he does. Yeah. So, you know, he's on a vacation now. He's trying to figure that out. I tend to agree with you that Schefter and Darlington have had the story and trying to, you know, you know, whatever reason they believe it's true. Now, you know, where, where, what, who is their source, I guess, is your question. And we will never know, probably. But, you know, Tom's also a smart guy. And in the age of social media, video, and all that, you know, what if he's, you know, got people working on, hey, in case I retire, have something ready. And that somehow leaks out to, he's putting that together, he's retiring. I don't know. I'm speculating. But, I mean, there's there's all kinds of scenarios that, you know, I, I mean, Tom said all along when he came here, look, I'm signing for two years. I'll give it two years for sure. No, he's talked about playing till 45 or 50 and, and all that, but family changes. He's fulfilled that two-year out, the initial two-year obligation. He signed a, another year of contract to push some money down the road to help sign other free agents, but he's fulfilled his obligations here, and so he's considering his options. And, and maybe he's ready to retire, but... If he was, and this is already broken out, you would think this would be the time to go ahead and announce it. If he it's, if, if he has made up the decision 100%. Yeah, it seems like, okay, so even if the media, which is obviously you know very interested in his future, even if they jump the gun and you're not, you weren't, this was not the week you planned on doing it, you have maybe other projects, other plans, you want to do it in a certain manner, whether that's on video or in person, um, maybe you want, you know, I don't know. Some people suggested he would go back to New England and do it there. I don't think so. But whatever your, whatever your sort of decision about how to how to say goodbye to football, whatever that thing is that you've thought about, until or unless you're prepared in every way, you, you know, you, you're not going to let the media force your hand. Another thing that he mentioned, which I thought, and Jim Gray asked him about it, but I thought it was sort of telling, you know, Tom Brady understands the NFL calendar better than anybody, right? I mean, he's played in the Super Bowl so many times, 11 times. And he knew what this weekend was. This was not the weekend, although it turned out to be, and he, like you said, I worry about what I can control. I can't control others. But both the NFC and AFC championship games had to share what was then sort of a a story that you know pushed them to the you know to to the bottom of the of the ticker if you will. I mean, he upstaged championship weekend. It was oh my god, Tom Brady's retiring. And then we have, you know, Rams 49ers, Bengals, Kansas City. And what Brady said in the podcast I thought was interesting cuz he made it clear that he was disappointed that it came out this past weekend, he said, I was trying to enjoy a nice weekend. It didn't turn out that way. My phone got really busy. And he goes, that's just part of the situation I'm in. He talked about the information age and everything like that. Um, but he says, you know, it was a good win- weekend of football for me. I was, de- I was decompressing uh, six months straight. And you know, your body is trying to uh, figure out, you know, you're not getting prepped for a game, although he said he wished he was. And, and, you know, watching the championship game when L.A. is running out there on the field. 
he wishes he could have taken care of business. Um, but by the same token, he said, you know, you mentioned how the timing wasn't good because he knew that these teams had poured a lot into what they're doing on Sunday and, and the focus should have been on them. Um, again, he can't control it. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, but when the report came out, it upstaged, you know, what's a really good weekend in football. And that, that bothered him. So if if you understand that he was never going to do it this weekend, even if he knows, then that means since he didn't announce it on Monday in his podcast, after the reports are all out there, very unlikely he'll do it the rest of this week. And then next week is the Super Bowl. Well, he's not going to interject himself into the buildup of the biggest game of the year. So Super Bowl week all the way through Sunday, uh, you know, almost two weeks from now, I don't expect to hear from Tom Brady about his decision. You know, which takes us to the middle of February, which is still a month before the start of free agency. And I don't know, maybe he'll have more information there or a, or a better feeling or what. Again, I I find it so incredibly hard to believe that this information is wrong. And he never said it was wrong. He had an opportunity. I mean, I guess if you if you suggest that, well, if the report was his retirement is imminent and it's not. If you say the report is that he's made up his mind to retire and he hasn't, that's sort of what he indicated was, well, I'm still I'm still trying to figure it out day by day. But again, he didn't say, oh, they're full of it. I, I'm definitely leaning towards coming back or I could very easily come back. He just he merely said, you know, nothing. He said, mm-hmm. I'm not ready to, to I'm not ready to tell you. I'm not I'm not only know. And he kind of made it sound like I don't even know myself. Which is possible, not likely, but possible. Um, I think it, it goes back to what we've been talking about for days, which is he has in his mind. Think about it. this: is a guy that's played twenty-two years, twenty-two years, hundred ninety-ninth pick, chip on the shoulder, dude. You know, twenty years in New England, left New England, won, won all those Super Bowls, came here, won another one. He's been so strategic about everything in his career, particularly since he got to Tampa Bay and how he got to Tampa Bay, um, that it's it's so unlikely that he hasn't thought about what the moment will be like and how he wants to do it. He may not want to get on the podium and cry like Peyton Manning before he went to Denver and say, it's been my honor to be your quarterback. He may not want that. He may want a, a controlled you know, take two, take three, look at me and my beautiful family, and I'm in my Brady clothing line, um, you know, with Gotham Chopra filming, he's going to want to control the control the medium. He's going to want to control the timing. He definitely wants to control what he says and how it's said and how it's portrayed. He wants to, I'm sure he's going to thank a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, and the other part of that is the, the movie. I mean, listen, he, no one gets to decide how this movie ends besides Tom Brady. It's really a story about his career and his life as much as anything. And life is still happening with his family. So we got a lot to talk about with this. And in the meantime, um, this is coming up really fast, folks. The 18th Annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Pete 
is presented by RP Funding, and it happens uh, just in a couple of weeks, February 25th through the 27th. Tremendous event in St. Petersburg. Uh, they got that temporary circuit. It's a 1.8-mile, 14 turns configuration through the streets of St. Petersburg. It circles Pioneer Park, the Duke Energy Center for the Arts, the Dali Museum, and, of course, extend, extends all the way under the runways at Albert Witted Airport. For information and tickets, please visit gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com. One other point that Tom brought up on the podcast, because he was asked about you know the reports coming out. Does that affect or change your decision or impact it in any way? You know, like, well, right. you report I'm retiring, so now I'm not. And he said, I'm motivated by winning. That's yeah. what motivates me. Yeah. Maybe part of this is he's leaning towards retirement. But what's the Bucks going to look like next year? Meaning, is Byron Leftwich getting another job? Is Todd Bowles getting another job? How do some of the free agents feel about coming back? And just ending the season a week ago... He, probably hasn't had those conversations and you know he's still trying to process everything i mean they expect to still be playing at this point yeah you know would gronk come back what about sue paul fournette are they open to it um you know and and, and the like i said the coaching staff so if the motivation of returning to football is winning does believe the bucks team as it could be constructed next season could win and and you know and there's you obviously don't know what free agents are going to be ready still there that aren't re-signed before that happens in the draft and that but do you believe the core nucleus is there to win if you don't then that probably makes the decision a little easier if you do think it could win then it, you maybe you're torn and you see to me Stephen I know everything everything you're saying makes sense to me except this that's the ultimate chicken and the egg thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because if Tom Brady, he left New England in part because he, he, one, they didn't offer him a contract beyond a certain year and that made him a free agent, which he embraced. Two, they weren't bringing great talent around him. He knew that. And that was one of the reasons why he, he was very selective about where he was going, came to a place that had young talent, particularly on offense, pretty good defense. But Mike Evans and Chris Godwin being pretty good place to start, he brought in Gronk, he brought in Fournette, he brought in Antonio Brown at one point. So they gave him everything he wanted to win, Mm -hmm. everything they thought he needed, everything he thought he needed, and they won a Super Bowl. And then the next year, some injuries happened, and we we just played the season. And I think, but for a couple injuries, especially Tristan Wirfs on the offensive line, they're playing in the championship game. I mean, hell, you know, the Rams coughed it up, gave it away, whatever, you know, 28-3 to lead, whatever it was, and they tied the game with under a minute to go. So, you know, but for some real breakdowns on defense, he's playing last week. Now you think about next year and you go, okay, there's a lot of free agents. You know what? There were a lot of free agents last year. Mm-hmm. They brought back 22 guys, and they didn't They didn't come back for free. And the thing is, the Rams, they had like the, the fourth least amount of cap space in the league this time a year ago. 
somehow, because it's an accounting principle, they pushed a lot of money down the down the pike, down the way, and they managed to field a dream team. Essentially, they did what the Bucks did a year ago. So, I think if you have Tom Brady, number one, if Tom Brady came out and said, "I'm going to play," I'm playing in 2023, then I think you'd see a hell of a lot of guys go, "I'm in." Let's start with Gronkowski. Start with the greatest tight end to ever play the game. He's in. Okay, you get Gronk if you get Brady. You probably get Indomitian Sue again. Um, I don't know that they want JPP, but maybe. You know, one of those offensive linemen are going to stay. If they can afford them, maybe both. And again, it's accounting. You can push it down the road. You can... You what would you not mortgage but for a chance, a chance mm-hmm. to get back in the playoffs with Tom Brady? Because let's be honest, the NFC South is a bad division all of a sudden, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that New Orleans has a good defense. They shut these guys out. And they in the process they knocked out three fourths of their offense in, in within ten plays. That might be why they didn't score any points. But New Orleans has no quarterback. They're gonna have a new head coach. They what they don't have is one of the best play callers in the league in Sean Payton. He's gone. He's going to be doing television. So that team is is not a world beater no matter who they bring in to play quarterback. Okay? Or who their coach is, who we still don't know. Carolina, no quarterback there either. And they were a mess. They were a mess at the end of the season. And not just because of the quarterback, because of the coaching staff and everything else. Atlanta might have the best shot because they still have a very old Matt Ryan and a few pieces, some young guys that are playing okay, but they're only in the second year under Arthur Smith. They're still building, and they've got to figure out what they're going to do with their old quarterback as well. So the South is not a tough division by any stretch. Now, the Bucks' schedule is daunting, but then the South plays a lot of the same teams. They play the NFC West, I believe, Um you know, so I guess what I'm saying is if you've got Tom Brady in your huddle, especially in this division next year, you're probably going to win the division just with a few guys back. So I agree with you that he knows it's not going to be the same team because it never is. He knows that they could lose Fournette or they could lose certain guys, and and they probably will, but the chances of them retaining them gets, you know, way better if Tom Brady says I'm back. So it's a chicken and the egg thing. It's like, look, free agency doesn't start till the middle of March. Are you going to wait till then? You know, is he, is he going to wait until the middle of March to announce his decision so that other guys from around the league might want to come here and know that they're going to play with Tom Brady? Because if they don't know, they're probably not signing here unless it's just the most money and, you know, no state income tax, which is usually what draws people anyway. But Brady is a draw. Brady is a guy that I think players would take less for a chance to win a ring. And I think if he says he's back, you're still going to have a really good football team. If he says he's not, that's that's when it falls apart. That's that's the house of cards because now you don't have Gronk. He probably retires. Um, some of those older players may or may not think that they have a chance to win a Super Bowl if they play just one more season, and they may retire. Free agents now all of a sudden look at Tampa Bay and go, who's throwing to me? You know, I I, I never saw Kyle, Kyle Trask throw a single ball last year. He was inactive all eight, 17, 18 weeks, whatever it was in the playoffs. Why would I go there? 
I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if he can play at all. There's no film of him in the NFL. And then, you know, you're you're on to trying to find the next big thing at quarterback and looking behind door number two. And if you get him, maybe that would attract some free agents, depending on who it is. But in all likelihood, you're not going to get anything close to Tom Brady if if you get a trade from anyone at all. So while I understand that, I understand, you know, it's not going to be the same. It doesn't look as, as promising. But if you win the division, you're in the playoffs, and you're probably going to get a home field, at least one home game, and maybe two. I mean, look at this year. They got two and would have had three, would have had all three playoff games before the Super Bowl at Raymond James. Incredible, incredible luck. You know, because the one, two, and three seeds ended up getting knocked off in both conferences this year. So, yeah, first time ever. Yeah, crazy. None two, of the four top seeds. three seeds are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, just nuts. And and I would never predicted that in both both conferences. So, you know, it's it's got to be more than just the team. It's got to be more family weighted. It's got to be more business weighted. It's got to be more age. Uh, I know he said he wanted to play till he's 45. Well, you know what? He played past the age of 44, and he led the league in passing. And if that's how we remember him, it's a pretty damn good memory, you know, of him bringing his team back from the impossible, from the abyss, tying the game. And even though they lost, he left, he walked off the field. He walked off the field with all his faculties, all his legs. His, you know, after, by the way, if you want to say what might influence it, Maybe Giselle, who he said it pains her every time he gets mm-hmm. hit. Yeah, well, he got hit 17 times in that game. Had the bloody lip, remember that? And he's he's kind of giving it to Hockley and gets a personal foul, the first one of his career. Um, she watched that. His kids watched that, you know? And, you know, if Tristan Wirfs doesn't get hurt, I think they're in the championship game. I do. I do. The protection didn't hold up. And he struggled in the beginning, and they got behind. It was really tough. They figured it out, but if Werfs is there, I think they might win that game. And, you know, but for a, a missed field goal, they may have won it anyway. So, you know, it, it wasn't, you know, the team, who knows? You get to the championship, who knows? You know, San Francisco looked like they were going to beat the Rams and kind of folded at the end like they do under Kyle Shanahan. Uh, his team seemed to not be able to play the fourth quarter anywhere. You know, I I don't know. I tend to think this is more about nobody tells me when I'm retiring, I'll tell you when I'm retiring, and I'll do it exactly how I've thought about doing it for the last 22 years. He's had longer than most people to think about how to, how to retire. He's seen a few retirements in his day, you know, from all the teams he played on. He's seen how guys have done it, and there's got to be a way for him. And I think, you know, has his own media company, has his own production company. Why wouldn't you make use of those assets? Hell, why wouldn't you sit there in your new Brady line of clothing and all your kids decked in it as well with maybe a TB12 water bottle someplace? I don't know. But whatever, whatever his... If, in fact, he's going to leave the game, whatever's in his mind about how it should look, sound, smell, nothing's changing that. And least of all, the media, you know. Now, I you know, I talked to one coach today, um, and truly, the impression within the Bucks, truly, 
not making this up, is that somebody just jumped the gun. You know, that CBS and ESPN, they just, they just, it was a, it was a early report. It wasn't, not that it wasn't real, but that it's, it was premature. You know, they're trying to get in front of a story. And while it may be true or it may happen, that they believe, at least his coach did, um, that it was a false alarm. They think it's a, a, what I was told, it they thought it was a false alarm. Like, oh, my God, he's retiring. Oh, wait a minute, he hadn't decided. Like, literally, you're giving people hope. And this is the part that I struggle with because, you know, I think he's giving the Bucks hope. I think there's people at the Bucks that, while they may know that it doesn't look good right now, you know, because um, Adam Schefter is it's the old meme you saw up there, you know, it's like Tom Brady is Adam Schefter 28, Tom Brady 3, and <laughs> Tom Brady needs to make a comeback. But I still think that they're holding on to that hope. And why wouldn't you, right? If the guy hasn't told you no yet, it's the old, so you think there's a chance. Um, I I think it's kind of cruel if he knows what he's doing that he wouldn't at least give them a wink nod and say, yeah, you know, I think I might want to look at those quarterbacks in Mobile if I were you, you know. Or you might you might want to talk to Seattle, Green Bay, and the Texans while you're down in Mobile. I mean, he, he could do that. He could help them out. And as far as I know, at least, he hasn't done it. But but let's go back a week ago. Okay. The Buck season ends. Yep. Did anyone expect him to make a decision within a week? No. Like, like when the report came out, it was like that shocks me it's coming that early. Yes. Which which can lead you to believe that possibly his mind isn't made up. I mean like it could it lead doesn't mean he's not leaning. That. Doesn't mean he doesn't hasn't had conversations about retiring with some individuals who've obviously have leaked it. Right. Or an individual. But right. you know, I never expected it to come before the Super Bowl. Granted, you, you know, he thought he was going to be playing in the Super Bowl no matter what. Yeah. Because that's the way you think. But even so, when the season was over and, and we sit and talked to him that Sunday night and he said, guys, I, I haven't thought past these next five minutes, none of us were thinking, well, we'll call you back in five days. Like, nobody was thinking it would be that quick, right? No. How could it be that fast? No, that's what, I guess, you know, when, it, when the news kind of broke and you're sitting there going, Wow. Really that quick? Yeah. Which, you know, at that point, you're, if, if, if it was true, and now we're finding out maybe it's not, but you're like, man, he made that decision up a long time ago then. And see, I think, he, I think it's possible that that's true. Because cause in the real world, you know, where if you have a wife, <laughs> um, there are there are discussions that, you have, and maybe you're kind of not committal. Maybe you're on the fence. Maybe you're just talking through it with with your spouse or whatever. But listen, she said it last year when he won. What else do you have to prove? At some point, whether it was this year, next year, the year after, Tom Brady was going to have to go, and they were going to have to have a real, real serious discussion about. Okay, 
I'm only going to play one more year. I'm only going to play two more years. I find it hard to believe it would have been open-ended. Like he said he wanted to play till he was 45. He told me in September that he hoped he was there for many years to come. Many, many years, he told me. And this is this is when he's already getting ready to start the 2021 season. So somehow we got from there to here, but like those conversations in life, you know this. I mean, whatever it is, if I, you know, when Steve, you've changed a few jobs, right? Mm-hmm. So when when that occurs, when you when you start contemplating leaving one job for another, you don't just walk in one day and say, "Oh, what, honey? Guess what? I decided to take a new job." Well, maybe you did. I don't know if you did it that way. I could never do it that way. I could never just, "Hey, we're moving." You know, I mean, that's there's got to be some discussion before you just say this is what I'm doing. And especially for a guy that's been, you know, a, a target of people with bad intentions, and he's 44 years old. Those 17 hits might have a, may may weigh on it somehow. I tend to think he knew. This is my opinion. I have nothing to base this on. I tend to think he knew when the season started. Just like he knew when in New England when he didn't have a contract for the next year that this was his last year in New England. He knew that. He said so. He goes, I knew the first week that I, this would be my last year, and I approached it as such, you know? And I tend to think he, you know, we got the band back together. It's our best last shot. You know, I got Gronky here. We're going to ride off like Butch and Sundance together. He came back just for me, and they laid it all out there, and it just it just wasn't enough. But those conversations with his wife that that didn't that just doesn't happen after the season. That that's that's a before the season thing. That's an every season thing for him, as his kids get older. You know, hey, aren't you going to spend more time with your son? You know, you don't have him. He doesn't live here. He's in New York. He's starting to play sports himself he's starting to play basketball he's starting to play whatever football like don't you want to be there for your kids biggest moments your daughter's dancing or she's whatever so you know these these are things that it's inevitable he was going to quit sometime and i don't think he would have played beyond next year anyway because he'd have been 45 even though physically he could do it um i just think he wants to do it his way he has it in his mind what that looks like and what that's going to sound like and feel like. And I think we're all just kind of waiting for the inevitable. That's my personal opinion. Could it change? Absolutely. And if it does, oh boy, ESPN. Oh boy, uh, CBS Sports. You know? And it was funny because that was the quote that you just read when Jim Gray asked him, hey, could all of this motivate you? Like they're kind of telling you you're done. Like, if somebody else got ahead of the story and said, you're done, could that say, well, screw that, I'm coming back? And he just said, no, not really. Like, I, I've had things throughout my career that I've used to motivate myself. This isn't one of them. <laughs> He's kind of like, nah, I don't care what they'd said. He still uses being drafted 199th. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he would, yeah. And, and, I mean, he was Mr. Bulletin Board. He knew everything that people said about him and to him and everything else. I don't know. Maybe he's writing a bunch of handwritten notes to every guy he ever played for. I mean, this is the thing. Tom Brady is a very caring individual. He he cares about his teammates. He does special things for them. 
It could be anything, really, but I'm not. I was not convinced by his neither confirm nor deny approach. Um, I think he acknowledged that the media got ahead of the story. I don't think he's ready. Whatever that, whatever in his mind that day is going to be like, he ain't ready for it. Now he might be ready for it in a week or a month. Uh, but it seems to me if he was freaked out about having this come out during championship week, he's sure as heck not going to do it during Super Bowl week. So at least probably in the clear until after Super Bowl Sunday, then all bets would be off after that. But I don't know. It was, uh, I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of hoping we had had a a resolution one way or the other. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, well, it does matter to me. I mean, obviously business is better if Tom Brady's around, but, um, but he's going to do what he's going to do. So nothing, nothing's likely to be new on that front for a while. Well, if we don't have Tom Brady, you know what we got to look forward to? Not spring the training. Fire- <laughs> no, well, probably not. <laughs> uh, hopefully we do. I'm, I'm making a joke. but Yeah. No, it's the 18th Annual Firestone Grand Prix of St. Pete. This is a great event presented by RP Funding. It kicks off Florida's spring break season with high-speed excitement. Set on the beautiful downtown streets of the Sunshine City in St. Petersburg. Um, This course is just amazing. Uh, It's 1.8 miles. It goes all the way around St. Pete, winds up through the Albert Wooded Airport, of course. It's sponsored by RP Funding, as I said. So uh, here's what you do. If you want to get some information on uh, race day and tickets, go to gpstpete.com. gpstpete.com. That's S-T. P-E-T-E.com for all your race information and tickets. It's another racing season starting here in St. Petersburg. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So while all this is going on, while, you know, he's on, or at least the Jim Gray podcast is airing with Tom Brady, Bruce Arians is on a plane with the Brain Trust. I would assume Jason Light was with him. I saw a photo I couldn't identify. I don't know if it was Mike Beal, the, the college scouting director, or Spy Tech, but uh, I saw from the back the Kangol hat, and that was definitely Bruce. And so they were flying to Mobile for the Senior Bowl week. And those of you who doubted that uh, Bruce was going to coach, well, he's going to subject himself. It must be cold up there because it's freezing here. I can only imagine how cold it is. I spent, I spent a couple of weeks in Mobile. I used to cover the Senior Bowl a lot back when it when the Bucks were always picking in the top five and the money was flowing at the newspaper. But um, that's one cold place, man. <laughs> that's that's southern Alabama or, or so it feels like. Uh, you know, you go through the panhandle and you get there. And, um, boy, there's some really raw days in February anyway. And there was up there for sure. But yeah, Bruce is headed up to see uh, see if he can find some things. I don't know, maybe a quarterback. But so you know, this is also like a if if you haven't been there, it's sort of an NFL coaching convention um, because the GMs personnel guys are there, and the guys that make decisions that are hiring are there. Some of the new GMs that 
just got assigned to their teams. Um, they're going to be meeting with candidates in Mobile this week because you can, you can, you know, obviously you got every all thirty two teams there in some capacity, so you could really knock off some interviews. So, you know, again, Bruce continues to say he's coaching, he's coaching, he's coaching. I think we should leave him. You know, the Raiders have now hired Josh McDaniels, so you know. We we know Todd Bowles is not going to get that job. Minnesota's down to some finalists, including Raheem Morris. And, oh, by the way, what's your boy Jim Harbaugh doing, man? He's on a plane to Minneapolis right now. No, not uh, uh, tomorrow for national Tomorrow. Well, this is tomorrow, as, as most people will no, listen. No, it's Wednesday. But yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday's Wednesday. Oh, he's going Wednesday. Okay. Gotcha. So that's national signing day. So on national signing day, he's going to hop onto a plane and go to See the folks with the Vikings. Michigan's recruiting class is almost completely done. Mm-hmm. But it does allow negative recruiting against Michigan. Absolutely. Now, if you haven't signed on the paper, could you could you then withdraw and say, I'm going to go somewhere else instead? Well, if you haven't signed yet. But most of their signees happened in the early signing period in December. Gotcha. Okay. So their heavy lifting is done already for this recruiting class. Gotcha. So a few years ago, they... Signing day used to always be this week. Then the coaches wanted it earlier. Yeah. So the big signing day is now in December. And then, okay. they, have a, then they have a secondary one in February. All right. Because I remember when the big one was now because that's when Chip Kelly got cold feet. The thing about a college coach is as soon as he goes for an interview and it gets out, usually his class used to be done with. Like that was it. Everybody's negative recruiting you. Saying, oh, your guy's not even going to be there. He's going, have you seen the news? He's going to the Vikings. Well, you wonder why the coaches wanted the signing day earlier. I know that's why. The two so things. They it, had forces them, it forces universities to hire coaches quicker. Yep. Because yep. you've got to have it in place for that December signing period. If you've made a change. And then right. secondarily, if you're going to try to go to the NFL or something else, then your class is already done. Right. And so... Now there are there are some good candidates uh, up there with the Vikings, and they have a new GM. If you're Jim Harbaugh, just playing devil's advocate here, if you're Jim Harbaugh, much like if you're Josh McDaniels, do you take that flight? Unless you are right down to the, let me see if I get a rapport with the GM before I say yes. Well, he worked with the words, GM in San Francisco, right? He knows him, so yeah, I. It's, in other words, you would have talked money. You would have talked, okay, you know, you, you kind of would know the parameters. They'd have to almost tell me, because I got such a good gig at Michigan, they'd have to almost tell me, Jim, unless you get here and you just get a bad feeling about us or this place, you know, it, the job is yours. It's yours. It's yours to say no to. Everybody else is in second place. We're not we're not canceling our interviews because we want you to be sure, but it's your job if you want it. Wouldn't it have to be at that level before you would get on that plane? It would be for me. Remember, Jim's a different cat, so it's hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have an agent. He does it all himself. But how do you go I guess I guess how do you go back? You know? Michigan will take I guess I mean well, it has to be okay. Yeah, I mean Michigan. Michigan. I mean, if you remember, you know, after the COVID season, which Michigan went two and four and was a disaster, they redid Harbaugh's contract, cut his salary about in half, mm-hmm. 
But part of that was they lowered the 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 buyout for both sides. Both sides could easily buy it. So Michigan could, after the season, have moved on from Harbaugh cheaply, and Harbaugh can move on from Michigan cheaply. So you had to know if he had a successful season, he was going to flirt with the NFL again, or there was going to be interest by the NFL. You had to assume that. Now, maybe none of them predicted they were going to go to the college football playoff. You know, maybe that was a surprise. But, I mean, as a Michigan fan or Michigan administration, more importantly, you knew this was coming. Now, you know, did you know the Vikings necessarily? I mean, you obviously don't know the teams and who's involved. And the Vikings has kind of popped up because of uh, Koesi Adofu Mensa getting the job. And and Harbaugh knew him. I think they overlapped two years in San Francisco. Right. So, you know, when you have that rapport, that helps. But, you know, Harbaugh getting on that plane doesn't – I don't – I think most people would be in his position be like, you know, yeah, if I'm coming on the plane, you're hiring me. I got this job. Yeah. This is my job to lose, to say no to. With Harbaugh, maybe, maybe not. Mm. Don't know. I mean, I, I mean, if it was me, I think that's the way I would want to be if I was in his position. Yeah. Because he can command that based on his stature and where he's at. But Josh McDaniels just commanded that of the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I don't think McDaniels gets on that plane unless he's interviewing them and he knows it's his job if he yeah, wants it. It's my job and you're hiring the GM I want. And, and my GMs, yeah, you're getting him too. It's a package deal. That's exactly right. And and we're coming because we like Derek Carr and we're going to keep him too. So I, I think anybody like that has illusions that Derek Carr is going to be available for trade, mm, no. Dan, McDaniels, believe me, after what he went through in Denver and drafting Tim Tebow and that disaster – Although he went, I know he went to playoff. He beat Pittsburgh. I know, um, but that you know they called him the little general there. I will give McDaniel's credit for this. He was very candid in his press conference. He admitted, like he goes, "Look, when I went to Denver, I knew a lot of football. I was horrible with people. I I I did not have the people skills I needed, you know, and." He didn't. He didn't delegate. He didn't do the things you know um, with a staff that he needed to do and communicate and all that. So he went back to New England. You know, coached for quite a while. I mean, he had the flirtation with Indy where he said yes and then said no. He had the runaway bride thing, which was bad. That's about those people skills. Yeah, those people skills weren't good. They weren't honed up yet there. So and maybe they're not. Maybe it's just a bunch of you know, bunch of noise. But but he was he was candid about his failures which I think is important, you know, that the guy owned it. And I mean, it's the same division, right? So it's not like the Broncos weren't aware of what went down. Uh, or I'm sorry that the uh, Raiders didn't know what went down with the Broncos at the time. But I kind of feel that way about Harbaugh. I kind of feel like, well, you know, if you're getting on that plane, you better, you probably should know. And the other thing that makes no sense to me is like if Jim, Bar- Jim Harbaugh all but told everybody he wanted, he would consider going back to the NFL because, you know, everything we just talked about and he couldn't be in a better position because he just made it to the national championship playoffs. So why the hell wouldn't Chicago, the Chicago bears, my goodness. I was reading some columns from up that way, guys that I really like and respect. And they're like, let me get this straight. You're looking for a head coach. You had a guy at Michigan that, was really good in the NFL that played quarterback for you. But that guy is now going to go to Minnesota and potentially kick your butt for the next 10 years. Like why didn't Jim Harbaugh end up with at least an interview with the bears? 
It's it's almost too easy. And the McCaskies, I mean, look, I don't know anything about the coach they hired other than he, you know, did an okay job, you know, as a defensive coordinator. But with the Colts, but I mean, Jim Harbaugh, you know, Jim Harbaugh, that fan base would have gotten excited as hell for Jim Harbaugh, and he didn't coach Justin Fields. He was on the he was on that other team down south, but he coached against them. And he certainly knows what he's capable of doing and how he does it. And and he's very he's not all I mean his skill sets are not unlike Colin Kaepernick's, right? Mobile quarterback, big guy, strong arm. It just it's too easy. I think we make football hard for no reason. The New Orleans Saints, I don't know who they're gonna hire. They should have had Leftwich done by now. It makes too much sense. It's too easy. You get the GM and different people mess that stuff up, and I don't know who they're going to end up with. I'm completely confused about the Texans. I think I think Josh McCown has a shot. That's the most unbelievable story in football right now. Yeah, Josh McCown. We've been confused about the Texans for years. <laughs> Since Bill O'Brien got there. Well, Bill O'Brien won like four division titles in six years with four quarterbacks, so we probably shouldn't beat him up too bad, but... Well, as a coach, he did okay. As a GM, once he got that Oof. power, he was not very good. Woof. Yeah, that was that was really bad. And, of course, the Deshaun Watson. I mean, they had their young quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had a stud. They have a stud. But the but moves he, got... he was making with Deshaun Watson as his quarterback, you're going, what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was head-scratching moves he was making. Well, they got rid of his best receiver. Yeah. He sent him to Arizona. And the Arizona got good. You know? So, yeah, he, he did he he did some weird things. And again, I think personalities were a big part of that, or lack thereof. I don't know. Well, and that's part of the problem when the coach makes the decisions. It can be personal instead of what's best that's for the correct. organization. That's correct. And, and that's what it Hopkins. seems like. It was it was getting rid of guys he didn't like personally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But that wasn't the best interest of the organization, the team. Right. And that's what happens when you put. A, some coaches in charge of player. I mean, some, maybe too some much can, power. Some can figure it out. Others, you know, Bill Belichick has done a great job of figuring that out. But almost none, really. When you, when you really get down to it, they all, it's a, it's it, it's the coaching job is is enough. It's big enough. I think most people would be foolish to think they want to get in personnel. Do you want input? Absolutely. Can you work with the guy that's mm-hmm. buying the groceries? Yeah. If you're cooking a meal, he better get you the right carrots and the right salary and whatever. But. You don't want to do both. You don't want to have to do both. It's a lot. It's a lot. And I, I, I like the fact that like some of these teams have finally mar- are kind of marrying up the GM and the coach, whether you believe in them or not. They're linked at the hip now. You know, you brought in that GM. That GM brought in that coach. You two guys are together, and we're going to look at you both that way, you know, all the way through. A um, little like Shanahan and uh, John Lynch. Shanahan got the job, and Shanahan had the power, and John Lynch called and said, hey, you got a GM, and I'm thinking about it. He thought the more Shanahan thought, yeah, that'd be a great marriage. And so now they're kind of together. I'm not sure one will outlast the other. Their contracts are always the same. So we'll see. Still a lot. Of, I think these hires are going to pick up. I think we're going to see these jobs filled here quickly, and I think Mobile is a big part of that. I think – there are a lot of assistant coaches. A lot of staffs are going to be formed here quickly as people hire their head coaches. There'll be a lot of meetings up there, and you're going to, you know, you don't want to lose a good offensive line coach. You don't want to lose a coordinator to another staff. You don't want to lose some of these guys. So they're going to have to start hiring people pretty quick, I would think. We'll see. 
Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. That's exciting to me. I like that. We'll see if Tom Brady's back in the NFL. <laughs> that would be exciting. Yeesh. Yeah, we, we may have a new nickname in the NFL too. Yeah, what was this now? Joe Theismann uh, leaked this somehow? Is that So there was a report on Twitter that the domain name commanders.com was transferred Commanders. to a web company that protects domains from hackers and hides who owns it. Yeah. And so it was immediately reported, whether right or not, that this is going to be Washington's nickname. Mm. Joe Theismann goes on radio on Monday in Washington and starts talking about the commander's a great nickname and this, that, and the other. And so, you know, everyone thinks it's the commander's. And then he comes out hours later going, oh, I don't know anything. I'm, you know, I was just talking. So will it be the commander's? The Washington Commanders? I don't know. That that sounds that doesn't you know. I have to think about it. I was thinking it could they, they couldn't make them the generals, right? That name had already been used before. Well, you could, you know, pay for that. You'd pay for the rights. I mean, presumably if if they got the domain commanders.com, they probably didn't own it already. They had to buy it from somebody, so presumably. Yeah. I'd heard Red Wolves. I'm glad they're not that. That's my college team. Uh, they wanted Red something would have made sense because they could have still had the you know the R and mm-hmm. the, kind of like the Indians when they changed to the Guardians. They wanted that I A N S exactly. Yeah, same font and all that. To... Yes, and still looked like the Indians, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard they're all in for a quarterback too. Man, there's a lot of teams want quarterbacks. I mean, every year. Somebody told me how many how many playoff teams you got. It used to be twelve, now it's fourteen. Sorry, okay, so you got fourteen playoff teams. There's thirty two teams in the league. Okay, so do the math. What's uh thirty two minus fourteen is help me. I was never good at math. Eighteen. Eighteen. So there's eighteen teams and fan bases that hate their quarterback. Hate them. I would say there's more than eighteen, but Yeah. But at least you think 18. the 49ers love Garoppolo? No, no, they don't. At least so in their case, they don't love Garoppolo, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think although there was I read some stories today that like John Lynch loves him a lot and, well, and they're think they're thinking that you know what, he's got one more year left. We might, you know, mm-hmm. apparently Mike Silver wrote a story after the game, Garoppolo's hand, his finger and his shoulder are a mess. He said now it can be told. He said now the story can be told. I felt it on every throw. It hurt like hell. Wow. And I just he just kind of gutted it out. He said, I, you know, I did what I could do. What was the sense of complaining about it? They needed me out there. So I think he's so well liked on that team. And, it, and mm-hmm. it's true that he does win a lot of games, but, you know, in the situation like when they were trailing, you just you had no confidence he could get them down the field and score. And that's been the problem. His fourth quarters of big games have been abysmal. Now, some mm-hmm. of that's on Shanahan, too. Mm-hmm. You know? But I do think they would like to have him back. I don't know that they'll be able to because they obviously invested in Trey Lance. And if somebody comes in and blows him away, although you know I don't put him in the same category as a Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or anything, but they, they're get, they're going to get some nibbles on him, I think for sure. You know, but I mean, but this the, league has shown, and, and look at the Super Bowl this year: Stafford and Burrow. Right. You know. Yeah. It, it's a last year. It was Brady and Mahomes. Brady and Mahomes, baby. You know, I mean, it's it's quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Yeah, you got to have elite one, an elite one, and there's 
some up and comers. Obviously, you know, Joe Burrow's there already. Um, Mahomes took a step back. Josh Allen. Josh Allen's really good. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert and a lot of AFC guys now. Yeah, I mean, who are the young guys in the NFC that you're going, wow? Uh, I mean, one day Justin Fields, maybe. Maybe. You know? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is one of those in the AFC. It's maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what coaching and, and how that team shapes out. But I'm not raving about Mac you know, Jones is a possibility in the AFC. Maybe another AFC guy. But I'm not raving about Kirk Cousins. You know, he's no. good. He wins. He's that's who Shanahan wanted originally. Um obviously Rodgers is in the NFC still. Russell Wilson, those are the two elite guys. Mm-hmm. I mean if Kyler Brady, Murray's an NFC guy that Kyler's a good one. He's still young, but he's mm-hmm. a good one. I mean, Matt Ryan's still in the league. He's not at his at his peak yet. Or still, but I mean, Dak, still a good Dak Prescott still young. Dak's pretty. Dak's a good, good. He's a good NFC quarterback. Yeah, Jalen I mean, Hurts. Mm. Jury's out. Yeah, but a I mean, bit. a lot of these young guys. I mean, you know, Jury's still on a Dak too. I think. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Has a, he's has I mean, he's won. really good. But is he good has enough to won. get you to Super Bowls? Wasn't good enough to get that first down and get down and get that ball spotted in 14 seconds. Well, the analytics department loved the play call, though. So, Yeah, that's all that matters. Meet your new head coach in a year, Sean Payton. That's likely to happen. But So, yeah, I mean, there's – but everybody that doesn't make the playoffs, and as you mentioned, then some need a quarterback. And that's the busy quarterback market the Bucks are going to be in. Now, you're going to have to give up some serious draft picks yeah. to get some of these guys. And And – you know, the quarterback draft this year is not a deep one at all. Not good, no. And these guys are picking 28th. That's part of the problem. Like, you're not even in the – you're not even in range. And you got a lot of needs. You probably need a receiver, you know. Mm-hmm. You definitely uh, could use another offensive lineman or two if you're going to yep. lose some guys to free agency. So, yeah, it's a it's a mess. Anyway, we'll have more of the Brady fallout, I'm sure. The Lightning play uh, their final game before the All-Star break. Yeah, tonight San Jose's in town. Then the All-Star game is this weekend in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they don't play again till next Thursday, the 10th, in Colorado. Wow, that's a long time, man. Yeah, they'll play Colorado and Arizona back-to-back the 10th and 11th. They play New Jersey on the 15th. And then they don't play for another eight days after that. So this was supposed to be the Olympic break coming up. Mm-hmm. Right after the All Star Game, but the NHL players are not going to the Olympics now. So now, those that uh, three week window is being uh, used to make up games from uh, COVID cancellations. Well, good news for tonight's game. My family won't be there; they'll win, um, or at least they have a chance to. The 18th annual Firestone Grand Prix. We might go to that uh, St. Petersburg. It's presented by RP Funding. That's going to happen this February 25th through the 27th. Great race course downtown, man. It's one of the best events going in the spring for sure. Kicks off the the whole spring of events down here in uh, Tampa Bay. Go to gpstpete.com. That's gpstpete.com for all your race information and tickets. Thanks for listening again. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Strata of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.